Welcome to Call Jeshurun, a podcast from Temple B'nai Jeshurun, a vibrant and flourishing Reformed Jewish community in Short Hills, New Jersey. Welcome. I am Rabbi Matthew Gewertz. Call Jeshurun is where you can come to engage with teachings of relevant wisdom and music. You will hear from our clergy, staff, and guest speakers who will help bring meaning into a world that so badly needs it. If you would like to learn more about our congregation, please visit us at tbj.org. What do we do? What do we do? Do we post? Do we scream? Refresh the news? Feel outraged? Repost? Donate? What do we do? It's the question of the moment. One whose answer feels impossible, for we are still dazed. The war on the ground in Israel and Gaza has expanded into a war of hatred here at home. Our campuses and communities, our acquaintances and coworkers. The silence in response to October 7th is now the loud cheers of activists pulling down posters of hostages and roaming European cities in search of a Jew to beat up. As someone told me this week, it feels like we used to, we, it feels like we took the floor for granted. We assumed it was stable, but nothing feels as steady as we imagined. So what do we do now? I've been trying to answer this question in part so I can answer it for others, but also because I and all of us up here are with you in the wondering and the wandering that these weeks have brought to us. We mirror your anxious faces, our hearts are broken, our phones don't stop ringing, and every day there seems to be a new, unbelievable reality. Jewish students in New York City hiding in their college library while their violent classmates scream at them through locked doors. Diners enjoying a meal at a Brooklyn Israeli restaurant disrupted by mobs of angry street protesters, acts of anti-Semitic hate, and administration-sanctioned anti-Israel walkouts in our local schools. I won't go on, not because I couldn't fill 10 sermons with examples, but because I have believe that we have reached an inflection point. Research, researchers tell us that it takes a minimum of three weeks to form a new habit. 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to gel. Tomorrow will be 21 days since the Hamas attacks on Israel. And I'm finding at least that my mental image of life before October 7th is starting to shift. So this moment, this Shabbat, is a really important opportunity to begin to actively take steps to ensure that the new reality we are creating is one that will not only help rebuild the destruction caused, but will also begin to rebuild the soul of our people. This week's Torah portion gives us an ancestral guidebook for life in a transitional moment. When he was 75 years old, Abraham, known then as Avram, got the call, Lech Lecha, God spoke to him, go forth, 
from your land, your birthplace, your father's house, to a place that I will show you. Avram received the call, and in this week's portion begins a journey which will take our people through the yearly cycles of creation, enslavement, redemption, revelation, and eventually return. So too, this year when the state of Israel was 75 years old, her people, living inside the land and under the wings of the diaspora, received the same call. Lech lecha, go forth. Go from what you thought you knew, from the stories of generations past, from assumptions and conjecture. We are being called to go to a spiritual, to a Jewish place we do not know, a place we will be shown and a place we will create together. How? Well, each of these could also be its own sermon, but I want to share some specific and practical insights for what we might do right now. First, answer the call of our Parsha. Lech, go. I mean, don't go right now. But when the eternal darkness descends, we cannot sit in it. We have to get up. We have to go to school and work, to the movies, to the store. We have to go for a walk or a drive. We have to move our bodies. We have to engage in the world. Outside, the leaves are changing. It's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. So lech, go into God's world. Don't just look. Really see what is around us. If you're inclined, go for a run or a bike ride. Feel the air move through your lungs. Notice your quickening heartbeat. Give thanks for the ability to move. And if all of that feels like too much, remind yourself that the floor is steady. You can literally just rub your feet against the floor to reconnect and remember that we are still here. For thousands of years, Jews have persevered through every kind of persecution and struggle we have and we, and we will. And their memory and their legacy literally follow in their footsteps. And then... Answer the call. Answer the call of our souls. This is the moment to engage or re-engage with our unique Jewish story. I spoke with a parent this week who told me that they never felt religious enough. This person called themselves a bagel and locks kind of Jew. But guess what? Jews are Jews are Jews. You are are Jewish enough. No matter what you eat, no matter where you pray, if you call it shul or temple, if you can read Hebrew or not, if you link yourself to the destiny of the Jewish people, you are a Jew. Now might just be the moment to figure out what that means to you, to dive into our people's story. Maybe that's being here a class or a book or a podcast, learning a Hebrew word a day, 
maybe even finding out why Jews eat bagel and lox anyway. We have the kind of history and story that is a lifelong pursuit. Now is the moment to reunite with the deepest part of our Jewish spirits, what we might call our Gunta Neshama. From there, we must answer the call of this moment. What will this chapter in Jewish history tell the next generation? Will it say that we continue to strengthen the global Jewish community? Will it say that we took every opportunity to ensure that anti-Semitism did not continue to spread from spark to wildfire? It's time that we call a spade a spade, especially when it is vile hatred spewed at human beings. There is free speech and nuance and complexities, but those do not justify or explain the dehumanization of any human being being murdered or being put in harm's way as political pawns. On campus, Jewish college students need our unwavering support as they must navigate the unbearable intensity of university life while growing into the Jewish adults our people will need. If you can, support the Jewish communities of college students. Let them know that they are not alone. Tell our institutions and our alma maters that we will not tolerate hate in the name of progress. If checking my Jewish identity at the door of social justice is a prerequisite for entry these days, that just might mean I'm walking through different doors. And finally, Am Yisrael is calling out to us, our mishpacha, our family, Two, over 200 hostages remain in Hamas's Gazan war zone. These are not characters in a movie. These are real people whose whereabouts and well-beings are unknown and whose families fear for the worst. People like Hirsch Goldberg Polin, a 23-year-old from Jerusalem who was kidnapped at that outdoor music festival near Raim. You might have seen his mother, his mother Rachel's impassioned plea at the UN this week. Maybe the most powerful thing I have seen, it's really worth watching. Or Yafa Adar, an 85-year-old grandmother, the oldest of the hostages, whose face you saw on that golf cart type of vehicle being driven away from her home against her will. Her granddaughter wrote, my grandmother established the kibbutz she was taken hostage from with her own hands. She believed in it, in this country that has abandoned her a hostage. Or Shiri Bibas, age 32, who was kidnapped from her home in Nero's with her children. Ariel, who is four, and Kfir, who is nine months old the youngest of the hostages. For three weeks now, when I hear Eloise's soft cry in the middle of the night, I am haunted, wondering if Kafir is still able to do the same and wondering if there is anyone left to hear him cry. It is time to answer the call and bring our hostages home. 
We must not lose hope. We must do everything we can to ensure that every single one of them is safely returned to their families and their homes. A colleague, Rabbi Nolan Leibovitz, wrote eloquently this week, then it will be a Shabbat dream, a taste of the world to come. But first, they must all get home. We must hang banners. We must shake the pillars of power with mass advocacy. We must ritualize our remembrance of them so that when they are freed, we can look them into the eyes and say, we never forgot you. We worked every day to bring you home. And we must do this so that we can look ourselves in the eyes and know that we have answered the call of this moment. The same one that Abraham and Sarah heard all those years ago to go, do, make, change, lead, stand up, and refuse to give in. It is thought that God said those famous words of Lech Lecha to all humanity. Abraham was the only one who heard it, the only one who took it to heart. So, what do we do? We must be the Abrahams and Sarahs of this generation and respond for the hostages, for ourselves, for our future, and for the soul of our people. God bless us. And God, I pray that when you call, all of us will be ready to answer. Thank you for listening to this edition of Call Jeshurun. If you would like to learn more, visit our website at tbj.org and follow us on social media for updates on all our upcoming opportunities for engagement. We hope to see you soon.